0: It's four o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
1: Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for joining me and taking the time to be able to listen. I hope you're having a wonderful afternoon If you'd like to call in with a question, the number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. The purpose and heart of this show is to try to answer your questions from God's Word. Maybe you have a, a question about a certain section of Scripture or things that are going on in your life. Love being able to talk about uh, real things. Also, we would like to welcome listeners on the East Coast at Hope FM. Thank you guys for joining us. It's really exciting that Calvary Live is now being broadcast uh, on Hope FM. And as you're listening today in Pennsylvania, Maryland, and New Jersey, you can pick up the phone and reach us as well at 303-690-3000. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand, or send a text at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven today i've been thinking about john three verse eight i'd like to start today's show uh, with this verse it says the wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes so is everyone who is born of the spirit jesus is talking to nicodemus and he's saying We see the evidence of the wind, and he likens that to the Holy Spirit, that we can see the evidence of the Holy Spirit's working, but we don't know where the Holy Spirit is going. Just like the wind, we don't know where the wind is going. And this speaks to the importance of following the leading of the Spirit in our lives. And so many times we're trying to make decisions. Does God want me to do this, or does God want me to do this? And would he have me talk with this person or do I need to listen uh, in this way? And it's important as we have those questions to say, Holy Spirit, would you lead me? Would you guide me? What is the Holy Spirit doing in the midst of uh, this situation? Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. We are live in studio. The number is 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open. So if you have a question on your heart and your mind. Please call in and we'd love to get into God's word and and see what God's word has to say about your question and what you're going through. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. I've just received a text question. It says, "I struggle on a daily basis living a holy life. As long as I believe in Jesus and try to change, am I still going to heaven?" Right? This is a good question, and really what I sense in the midst of this question is, I'm a believer, uh, but yet I still struggle, so am I going to heaven? And first we examine what is salvation, and how are we saved? Ephesians 2.8 and 9 tells us that we're saved by grace through faith. It's a gift of God, not of works, not of ourselves. So we don't earn it, we don't deserve it, we receive it through grace of Jesus Christ. And then we also know as we go through this life that we're going to continue to struggle with our sinful flesh. We're, we're going to continue to sin and to fall short. And we need to continue to receive God's forgiveness and allow him to change us from the in, inside out. So yes, if you believe that Jesus is your Savior, that he's died and rose again, then you're saved and you are, are going to heaven. So thank you for sending in that text question. Let's go to line one to Damon. Damon, welcome to the program. Go to line one to Damon. Welcome to the program.
2: Hello, Eric. Damon here.
1: How you doing, Damon?
2: I'm doing all right. I uh, I have a beautiful granddaughter. She's uh, 20 years
0: old, and she's in rebellion. And and for anyone who has experienced a rebellious child that they dearly love, I would ask you and your people to pray for her to to see her sin, and to see God's provision, and to lift her up asking for salvation.
1: Yeah, you bet. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for Damon, and I lift uh, his granddaughter up to you, God. And Lord, we know that uh, you know what it is to see children walk away from you. and, and Lord, you know exactly what his granddaughter is going through. And we do pray that she would become aware of her sin, that she would become aware of your provision for her sin, that her eyes and ears would be opened to you. We ask that you would bind Satan and the lies that he's telling her. We pray that you would bring many believers in her life to to love on her and to point her to Christ and to be that salt and light in her life. So we lift her up to you, God, and pray that you would do a great work. We also pray for Damon, that you would comfort him and the rest of his family as they labor in prayer for his granddaughter. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Oh, thank you, and thank you, listening audience. And uh, God is good to all of us, isn't he?
1: He is. He sure is. Well, God bless you. Thank you for calling.
2: Okay, Eric. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or you can send a text at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven, let's go to line two to Michael. Michael, welcome to the program.
3: Hi, Pastor. How are you doing, sir?
1: Good. How are you? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? I sure can. Yep.
3: Uh, I I have a prayer request, but I have a I have a question. I need your wisdom about about something on it on something.
1: Okay. Everybody
3: has some kind of a sinful past. some people's pasts are more- no- notorious than others and you know easier to deal with uh, with other people and stuff. But let me ask you a question i well let me let me state something first. I've been having a very hard time for years trying to walk as a a man of god and yeah. It's because uh, I I think it might be because of me trying to keep my my past well uh, I guess for lack of better word hidden okay okay so my and there I have a few people I talk to about it but I don't talk in great detail about it I just mm-hmm. give them I just say what I, what need you know generalities okay. Yep, but let me let me ask a question. The Bible talks about confessing one, one what Christians confessing sins once sins to uh, one not unto another. Um, if I were to go into more more detail about my past with somebody I trust, uh, without getting too graphic, obviously, mm-hmm. w- would that possibly help me to be free of? What's been um, Haunting me hovering over me over the years and causing me to be short-circuited as a believer?
1: Let me read uh, James 5 16 to you. Uh, It says confess your trespasses To one another and pray for one another that you may be healed the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much and forgiveness comes from God as we confess to God He forgives us first John 1 9 tells us that as we confess our sin that he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and To cleanse us from all unrighteousness and a lot of times healing comes in our lives as we confess Our sin to another believer and and asking them to to pray for us Then God brings healing uh, In in the area of our lives. We don't want to focus on our past. We don't want to glorify our past We don't want to live in condemnation Uh, But it it is uh, helpful, especially if you still feel hung up by your past with a trusted brother in Christ to be able to say, I have been trying to hide this. I've never really come out and uh, ever confessed this to another believer. And would you pray for me and let's see the Lord do a work of healing in this area of my life?
3: So by what you're saying is if I do something like that, Revealing a little bit more about where I've come from, my protected past, um, that this it might produce more freedom to, for God to move in me, and be where I I would be I would be able to serve Him better.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I think that you know we wrestle in our sinful flesh to want to keep things hidden, and when we bring it out to the light, to the Lord, and we bring it out to an, another believer, then God's able to work in that, that area in a greater way. And also, too, when you open up to another brother uh, and, and really be honest, it provides accountability going forward in the future. And a lot of times we resist that, but that's really helpful in our lives. None of us can, can really thrive in our relationship with the Lord without accountability.
3: I, because my past has my 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 ugly past has has definitely hindered my Christian walk, and yeah. for for long for a long time I've lived in my I've allowed my past to it to very seriously interfere with my presence.
1: Yeah. And and let me read. Is,
3: uh, yeah, go ahead.
1: Let me read one more verse to you, okay? That I think will be. Helpful in this and it's out of Philippians chapter 3 as Paul the Apostle Paul had a, a past as well and he says brethren I do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things that are ahead so I don't think you dwell on it you know you share with another brother in Christ and open up let him pray for you and then you move forward it's in the past God's forgiving you and you forget those things and, and move forward to what God has for you in the future. So, Can I pray for you, Michael? Yeah, I, I need
3: prayer for wisdom, because I, I do have a brother at the church I go to. I go to a very good church here awesome. in Colorado, and I have a very good friend I talk to on Sundays. And I trust him, because we've been having different... Th- just talks about my Christian walk and, and yeah. we 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 have good conversations. And I'm think I'm feeling like it's time for me to, to make myself more vulnerable to yeah. to a to a Christian brother or somebody to who can if I reveal the things of my some more of my past then see I believe as a Christian I'm me personally I believe that I have Still have dark areas of my life that the light of Christ, the light of Jesus, needs to needs to go to.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: brightly. And if I open up a little bit more, what's important, I think that maybe that might open, might help me, help me to maybe free up those areas that that are that are still pretty dark. To to, you know where, you know, if if you understand what I'm saying,
1: I sure do. Let me pray for you Michael, okay? Let's let's pray. Father, right. I thank you for Michael and I, I thank you for what your Holy Spirit is doing in his life and we know it's of you to to share completely openly and honestly with you and and with uh, other Christians, Lord, other believers and as he has this man in his life that he can trust, Lord, I pray that you'd give him strength to be able to share and then as as uh, Lord as he does that you would would bring that healing and we thank you for your word that tells us as we confess our faults to one another and pray for one another, uh, we'll be healed. And uh, we do thank you for your forgiveness. Uh, we thank you that it's complete. I pray that Michael would know your forgiveness to really be able to lay hold of it and move forward in the future. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you.
3: Thank you, thank you Pastor. I appreciate the prayer and the, and the wisdom.
1: You bet. Have a great day, okay? God bless you. God bless you, too. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. The number here is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. We've got some exciting news to be able to share uh, with you guys. Calvary Live is now also being broadcast in Pennsylvania and Maryland and New Jersey on Hope FM. So we'd like to welcome our listeners On the East Coast, you also can reach us at 303-690-3000 or send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Nicole. Nicole, welcome to the program.
4: Oh, hi.
5: How are you today?
1: Good. How are you doing?
5: I'm great. Um, I appreciate your time. I just have a um, really—I'll try to keep it real brief— I am a person that encounters a lot of people one-on-one in my business because I'm a hairstylist, and a lot of therapy and things like that are usually happening along with the cut and color. (laughs) Uh And I feel very blessed that I can—that's the way that the Lord has asked me to minister. And um, I get caught up, though, in some verbiage, and I'm a pretty good communicator, and I know that Jesus just needs to work on their hearts, and it's not my job— but when someone says to me, well, the Bible is just interpreted by man, um, or when the person says to me, well, there's got to be something in it. There's got to be something, you know, that, 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 come, that they want from me. And I, and I struggle by saying that it's about faith and that uh, the faith in sitting in the chair that you're in right now, that it doesn't fall apart, is mm-hmm. something you don't think about so much, right? You just sit in the chair and you trust that it's going to hold you up. Um, and I try to use analogies like that with people, but I still kind of get that from a few people, the kickback. And so I just pray for them, and I hope that God yeah. opens their heart. But is there verbiage that I can use that might be a little bit more clear about that?
1: Yeah. You know, one, I think, what a great ministry. You know, uh, people tend to definitely open up as they're sitting in the, ha- in the chair getting their hair cut. So praise the Lord that you're using that to, to share God's love with people. That's awesome.
6: Oh, thank you. Know, you. The, verse,
1: the verse that comes to mind is Hebrews eleven one. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And a lot of people feel like believing the Bible is a blind faith, uh, where God tells us there's actually evidence. Though it is unseen, there is, there is evidence that points to the truth of the Bible and God's word. So when they Asking you about faith, I would encourage them to search out the facts, like uh, to encourage them to read the Bible and to study the Bible to see if it it, it is true. Um, you know, because our faith is built upon upon evidence, um, and so I think that could be a helpful way to be able to uh, uh, share with people that there is evidence for our faith, um, and specifically, you know, with with God's Word. One of the things I always like to point people to. Is fulfilled prophecy, um, all of the prophecy that we see in the Old Testament that has been fulfilled in the New Testament. There's there's no other book like it, and it points to it being um, God's word. Um, but I think a lot of times when I'm talking with folks and they're they're struggling with the concept of faith, as I kind of just invite them to examine it. You know, exa- invite them to to take a look at the facts because a lot of times. Um, They just think that Christians don't have any evidence for their faith.
5: Yeah, right. Well, and these are people that believe in a person that has 12 arms and has a head of an elephant. (laughs) So for me, it's like, okay, wait a minute. So uh, we've got a God that in no other form of spiritual belief system would actually come to this earth in a humble existence and in a humble beginning um, and live a life... Such as he did, as Jesus did, and then die such a horrendous death and come back to life. It's the only story that exists this way. And and what other form of love could you possibly share? Would you ever give your child up because you right. loved your husband so much, or you loved your friend so much? And and to me, right. that's the answer. But um, everybody wants proof these days, and you know, yet they believe that their phone works because it does, and. Anyway, I really do appreciate your help.
1: Yeah, you bet. Well, can I pray for you that God just continues to give you the wisdom for each person that comes and sits in your chair?
5: Oh, I would love that. Thank
1: you. Okay. Father, thank you so much for Nicole, and thank you for how she loves and cares for each person that, that comes in and, and gets their hair cut, Father. And I just pray that you would give her a, a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit, uh, of insight, of how to be able to... Talk to each person, God. And uh, we do pray that as people come in, that they would feel your love and encounter who you are. So would you bless her in this? We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
5: Amen. Thank you so much. I appreciate that.
1: You bet. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number here is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text, 720 720- 3360897 we are live in studio and do have lines that are open so give us a call let's go to line 3 to Andrew Andrew welcome to the program Hi father how you doing
2: I'm good how are you doing good okay. I just have a question on um, John 10:34 and just like what it could possibly mean and I'll read it to you it says um So it was the Jews were stoning Jesus for being blasphemous. And um, Jesus replies to them, and he says, Is it not written in your law, I have said you are God's? If he called them God's to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, what about the one whom the Father set apart as his very own and sent into the world? Why do you accuse me of blasphemy? Because I said I am God's son. So, like, what does um, Jesus mean when he's saying this?
1: Yeah, it's a great question, and it's confusing. You know, when, when Jesus is declaring to them that you are gods, he's quoting out of Psalms 82. It's a quote from the Old Testament. And what it really is speaking to of is their position as judges, their position as religious leaders, and it's an expression of the authority that they had been given by God and, and that they were held in high regard. And Jesus is saying If God tells you that you have this authority, that you are God's, small g, not meaning that they're a deity, but meaning that they're a leader and then have authority, then why wouldn't you accept the authority of God's Son? Right. So that's really what Jesus is meaning when he refers to them as gods. It's a, a reference to the authority that they've been given the, the judges that they were the religious leaders that they were but he wasn't saying that they were a, a deity
2: no of course not a deity but um yeah is
1: that helpful at all
2: it is pretty helpful i'm just a little confused on the um like how that counters the um jews argument though that um he says that they're like that at him cuz he says that they say that he's the son of god why is um why does he reply to them like that like saying right. that he's a um, God, like that everybody is kind of like a God, not like in the Jehovah sense, but like a God. Like, what does that mean? Like, what does the word, like, God, like, mean, like, today in our lives?
1: Yeah. So that that phrase, God, is referring to them being a judge or being a, a yeah. leader of, of of Israel. So, yeah, in no way is he saying, like— Oh, yeah, of our,
2: course, in a Jehovah sense, like, I am
1: right. God. Right, right let's look at verse 33 that um of chapter 10 it says yeah for a good work for a good work we do not stone you but you blaspheming and because you being a man make yourself god so they're upset at jesus claiming to be god and christ's response is basically god has given you authority why then are you rejecting me as god's son so so they're Ah. accepting the fact that they had God-given authority as as leaders in the temple and le- religious leaders, but right. yet they're rejecting the authority of Jesus being God's son. So basically right. he's, his argument is like, you believe in authority, you accept the authority that God has given you in your position, but yet you don't accept the fact that I am God's son. So So almost like if we think about a judge today, like a judge, has a lot of authority, and Jesus might be going to them, hey, you understand how authority works, and you're a judge, and you acknowledge that you have authority, but then you reject that Jesus is the ultimate authority. So that's the nature of the argument. All right, thank you. You bet. It was a great question. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. God bless you, Andrew. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thank you for joining me and taking the time to listen. I hope that you're having a wonderful Friday afternoon as you're driving down the road or home from work or still at work, listening online or on your radio. You can pick up the phone if you've got questions about a section of Scripture or things going on in your life, 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. I'm going to jump over and uh, take some text questions that have come in, it says, "How can I be assured that when I die, I will hear well done, good and faithful servant, rather than hearing, "I, I do not know you? The way that we can be uh, assured that we're going to be welcomed into heaven is by believing the gospel. Uh, Jesus told us uh, that the gospel, John 3:16, is this: "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son." that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So as we believe in Jesus, who he is, his death upon the cross, that he's God, his resurrection for our sins, asking him to be the Lord of our life, then we can trust that we'll be welcomed into heaven and that he knows us, that we're his sons and daughters. Also, the scripture tells us that his spirit bears witness with ours. So the Holy Spirit bears witness with us that we're the children of God, that we're the sons of God and the daughters of God. So thank you so much for that text question. And I'll jump down to uh, another text question that has come in. It says, why is my church not speaking about abuse and domestic violence? Uh, so this is a a good question that I can't uh, fully answer because uh, I don't know uh, your church particularly. Um, but I know that th- this is a very difficult topic of of abuse and uh, de- domestic violence. And so while I've had this question uh, come up, I'll go ahead and and try to uh, address it. Is it. It's never God's heart that anyone would be abused and be in a position where they're by being abused by uh, a family member. And so I do believe that it is God's heart that if someone is being abused, that they would get into a safe situation uh, first and foremost. And if you're listening today and you're being abused, I would encourage you to, to call out for help, to call the authorities, to call family members, to get into a safe situation. And once you're safe, then to be able to look at the person who's been doing the abusing, that God would do a work in their lives of repentance. And then eventually, when there's the fruit of repentance, that there could potentially be some, some uh, restoration. So I hope that that is uh, helpful to you. I'm going to go ahead and continue uh, with some text questions uh, that has come in. It says, how do you interpret uh, Matthew 24, 49 through 51? So Matthew chapter 24, verses 49 through 51. If you've got your Bible, you can turn there with me. Let's read it together. So Matthew 24, let's start in verse 48. It says, but if the evil serpent... Says in his heart, My master delays his coming, and begins to beat his fellow servant and to drink with the drunkards. The master of the servant will come on a day when he's not looking for him, at an hour when he's not aware, and will cut him in two and anoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What we gain from this verse is it's a very serious thing to say that the Lord delays his coming. Something that uh, is very important to Jesus is for us to live in a way where we're expecting the soon return of Jesus Christ. And once we begin to believe a theology that says that Christ couldn't return today, that Christ has delayed his coming or Christ isn't going to return, then that's going to affect the way we behave. And that's going to affect the way that we live. And so Christ wants us to be waiting for his coming. And when we don't, and we're in that place where saying he delays, then we begin to treat people in a harsh way. Notice in this passage that we find the individual then beating fellow servants because he doesn't expect Jesus to come. So what I gain from this passage is it's so important for me to live in the expectation that Christ could come at any moment. So We're going to take a break. Please stay with us, and we'll come back for the second half of Calvary Live. Thanks so much.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000.
1: Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. We'd like to invite you to our weekend services. We're in Mark chapter 12, Saturday night at 6 o'clock and Sunday morning at 9 and 11. We would love to have you come and join us in worship. Also got some exciting news, Calvary Live is now also being broadcast on the East Coast at Hope FM, so we'd like to welcome all of our listeners out there in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland. If you have questions, whether you're in Colorado or on the East Coast, you can pick up the phone and give us a call at 303-690-3000, again that's 303-690-3000, or send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Chris. Chris, welcome to the program.
0: Hey, good afternoon. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, I'm driving. I just had a quick uh, question. Uh, you know, it's in Revelation, uh, where it's Jesus speaking, saying, I have the, the keys to Hades and death. Would uh, Hades be like the place of the dead?
1: Yeah, the... That, that is correct. Yep, that's, that's how I understand that to be.
0: Okay. And um, the keys, wh- what does that mean to you?
1: Um, so the key is, key opens a door, right? And Go so ahead. I think when we, we think of Jesus having the keys of Hades and death, is, is he's the one to bring deliverance out of those, those places.
0: Okay. So, like, if we're, like, say, see, um, living a sinful life that's dead, uh, dead in the Spirit, uh, not being uh, born again, as you were reading from John 3 earlier. So, if you're living a life that's dead, and you come to Jesus, and He delivers you uh, from all the the sin and uh, gives you forgiveness, and you start living a new life, uh, would that be like the place of the dead?
1: That's right, you know, and I think this all points to the work of the gospel. You know that that Christ in His death uh, provides the the keys then of Hades and death. And it's Revelations one eighteen. It says, "I am He who lives and was dead." So he's speaking of His death upon the cross, "Behold, I am alive forevermore." Speaking of His resurrection, the gospel. Amen. I have the keys of Hades and death, and so to deliver us out of our sins. And out of that spiritual death, but then also out of a physical death, that when we we die as believers, uh, we're forever with the Lord and receive glorified bodies.
0: Okay, kind of like um, where Jesus said, uh, I don't know what the address is, but um, uh, to know Him, uh, to and the power of His re- the resurrection, the fellowship of His sufferings, me uh, and. The, and if then by any means being conformed to his right or attained to the resurrection.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yep. You got it. Okay. All right. Well, excellent. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks for Mm -hmm. calling. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. 303-690-3000 is the number, or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go back to the phone lines and go to Amanda on line two. Welcome to the program.
4: Hi, Pastor Eric. How are you today?
1: Good. How are you doing?
4: I'm doing good. Um, I was just calling because my mother-in-law asked me a question today, and I had I was struggling to answer it. Um, and I'm struggling to come up with the words to ask you right now. Um, so basically she said, we have to make decisions in our life, right? And mm-hmm. in times of trouble, um, we tell her to look to God and to put her faith in God, right? hmm And she basically said, well, like, I guess what I'm asking is, what's the point of giving it all to God when we have to make our own decisions, you know? Does that make yeah. sense?
1: Yeah, it does. And I I think that really the heart of that answer is by giving it over to God and looking to God Mm -hmm. and trusting God is he leads us to make decisions that are entirely different than we would make uh, apart from his guidance. You know, a a lot of times when my wife and I were were going through something, praying through a decision, as we give it over to the Lord, he gives us direction That we wouldn't have come up with on our own and also as we turn it over to him He intervenes in a way that's much different than if we would have tried to handle it without him And so Mm -hmm. I think the heart of what your mother-in-law is struggling with is Does it make any difference to pray? Does it make any difference to trust God and God's Word would say yes? because then he intervenes and he gives us wisdom that we wouldn't have if we wouldn't have asked. But so I think it really does affect uh, things in our, in our lives. But she's she's probably struggling with um, unbelief and, and going, man. If I pray and I ask for God's guidance, is it going to make any difference? You know. But but I think the answer would be yes. From from God's word, it does.
4: Mm-hmm. And then she says like well, you still have to make those
1: choices, you know? How do you explain that? I mean, yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, I would acknowledge that, that, yeah, we do still have free will, and we we do have to make choices, um, but uh, God will lead us to make different choices than we would just make on our own, and also He'll do things that we couldn't do. You know, He'll, he'll intervene in ways... Uh, you know, we look in the Old Testament with the, the children of Israel and times when they were under oppression and they called out to God. God brought about deliverance in response to their prayers. And so there mm-hmm. there is very much a God factor that's even greater than our choices. Yes, I'm going to have to make a choice. I'm going to have to take action. You know, God's going to lead me and give me direction in that. But there's also his intervention that comes through prayer. Um, where I would say to her, yeah, I know that w- we have choices to make, but, but as we look throughout scripture, as people give things over to God, he intervenes. You know, we have verses like First Peter 5, 8, that says, cast all your care upon me because I care for you. You know, when my kids come to me with a, with a problem, then, then I go, oh, I want to intervene. I want to help. I, I, I hear what you're saying. My, my, heart goes out to you and how much more so our heavenly father.
4: Mm -hmm. And she says that um, you still have to take action. So I think if you don't take action, nothing's going to happen. So I think she kind of doesn't understand, um, like, our part in it is to turn to God and trust Him.
1: Right, yeah. You know? Sounds like it was a tough discussion.
4: Yeah. (laughs) She's actually sitting here in the car with me right now.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, you know, I think as you you guys talk it through, um, you know, it sounds like it's a a good discussion. And I guess for whatever it's worth is, uh, yes, we have to take action, but God will lead us in those actions as we cry out to him in prayer. And as we cry out to him in prayer, he'll also intervene in a way that's greater than what I could come up with uh, in my own actions.
4: Awesome.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Well, can I pray for you guys?
4: Yes, please.
1: Okay. God, thank you for Amanda and her mother-in-law. Thank you that they can talk about the things of God. and Lord, as they try to sort this out, Lord, where what it means to give things over to your control, I just pray that you would bless them and that they would both be edified in their conversation. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
4: Amen.
1: Thank you. You bet. God bless you you too. Have a good night.
4: You too. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. So if you've got a question about a section of scripture or things that you're going through or prayer requests, love being able to Talk about real things, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Meadow on line one. Meadow, welcome to the program.
6: Hi. Um, my husband passed away in August, um, and he was my best friend since we were 14. Well, I was 14. He was always older than me, and um, we just were best friends for 23 years, and Mm -hmm. I'm like 37 years old, and I have three little girls, and I'm totally Mm -hmm. just lost without Him, and I just cling to God for hope Mm -hmm. and Scripture, Mm -hmm. and that someday I'm going to be reunited with Him again, because Mm -hmm. I just love Him so much. Mm -hmm. My husband Mm -hmm. is just absolutely was everything and is everything to me. Besides mm-hmm. Jesus, and mm-hmm. when I was reading in the Bible the other night, I was reading where Jesus said that we're not going to be married when we get to heaven. Mm-hmm. and it broke my heart into a million pieces. Mm-hmm. And nothing can take my faith away from me, but mm-hmm. that was really that was a blow yeah. <laughs> to read that. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I'm just. I'm wondering. I mean, are we not like? Is it really till death do us part, and we're no longer married when we're up there? Or, mm-hmm. I mean, I know nobody really knows until we get there. I mean, for sure. But what did Jesus mean?
1: Yeah. Well, first, I'm really sorry that you're you're going through this. You know what? What what a loss, and uh, you know it really. It was a tragic
6: car accident, and it's just, it's Mm -hmm. been awful. It was just so Mm -hmm. sudden.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd really like to pray for you and and pray that God will comfort you and really rally around you. And, you know, in answer to your question, um, Mark 12, uh, verse 24, it says, Are you not therefore mistaken because you don't know the Scriptures nor the power of God? Or when they rise from the dead, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage, but they are like uh, the angels. And, and so that's it doesn't the seem one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't that's seem exactly, like That's oh, exactly
6: that's the one. Okay. And what I read into it was well, he is an angel. I mean, you know, to me, but I want to get up there and have him be mine, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it seems that that verse means that we won't be married in heaven, which it, it is heart, heartbreaking, you know, that uh, we won't— marriage is something that God gives to us here on earth. But right. What we do know is that uh, we're going to forever be with the Lord together as the family of God. So your husband's in God God's presence, and, and you're going to be in, in God's presence. And I hope that, you know, we'll know our spouses and, and know— that we had a special relationship with with one another. You know, I don't I can't say that for certain, but but I hope any- that, you know, when I get to heaven and my wife gets to heaven and that that we'll go, "Oh yeah, we we know that we had uh, you know a, a marriage on earth, but but also I think um you know heaven's going to be so wonderful with the Lord and and with each other. We're we're not going to be missing out on anything. You know, it's it's not like you're going to enjoy such fellowship with Jesus and with your husband in heaven, and you guys right. will 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 know each other um, in heaven. That there isn't going to be any emptiness there, or, or any void, or or any any lack. And we do know that from the Bible that we are going to recognize each other in heaven, because when mm-hmm. Peter, James, and John uh, saw Jesus and Moses and Elijah on the Mount of Transfiguration, they recognized Moses and Elijah without even uh, an introduction and and so like when you get to heaven you're going to recognize your husband and know uh know who he is. Uh so it's not going to be this this absence of relationship. It's just going to look different.
6: Okay. So, Thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you bet. Meadow, do you have a uh, a support system around you? I mean are are you plugged into a church and have have people yeah. that are rallying around you through this time?
6: Yeah, our, our church has been really supportive and friends and stuff like that, but it's just, okay. you know, when you lose your your person and your best friend mm-hmm. and your, you know, like, mm-hmm. I just, I lost myself that day, too, and yeah. Yeah. it's been really difficult. It's yeah. people come and people call and... Things like that are wonderful and it's a blessing to have all that. But you know Doesn't the house is quiet yeah. and yeah. yeah, and you know, when you turn off the light at night and you go to bed and you're alone.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
6: Stuff like that. And today's our anniversary mm. okay. <laughs> You know, so it's just it's just hard. Yeah. But I just keep
1: believing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let me pray for you. I'm really glad that you called. And I'd like to pray for you right now and pray that God really comforts you and meets you in a special way. Father, I thank you for Meadow and and for her three daughters and for her husband. And We do thank you for the promise of eternal life. And we thank you that her husband knows you and is alive with you, God. And You're the God of the the resurrection and and lord that she too will see you and behold you and and be reunited with her her husband god i pray is uh today is their anniversary that you would comfort her heart in a way that only you can Uh, you're the you're the father of all mercies and the god of all comfort and would you come around uh, meadow and her daughters and comfort her and give her peace and a peace that surpasses understanding and so lord would you minister to her we thank you for her in jesus name Amen.
6: Amen. Thank you very much.
1: You bet. Thanks for calling. I'll be praying for you.
6: Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. I'm going to jump over and uh, take some text questions that have uh, come in. So, thanks for sending me those texts. That the text number is seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. This text reads: uh, Could you explain First John three verses eight and nine? First John chapter three verses eight and nine. So, let me turn over there in my Bible, and I'll read that and do my best to explain First John three uh, verses eight and nine. It reads. He who sins is of the devil for the devil has sinned from the beginning for this purpose The Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil Whoever is born of God does not sin for his seed remains in him And he cannot sin because he is not born because he has been born of of God What comes to mind with this section of scripture is with Peter And Peter is at a moment where he rebukes Christ when Christ is talking about his suffering. And Jesus looks at Peter and he says, get behind me, Satan. Now, Peter wasn't filled with Satan at that moment, but he'd been influenced by Satan. And when we we sin, we're really following the influence and the temptation of Satan and our flesh. And the scripture says here, it's for this purpose that the Son of God was manifest. So Jesus came in the flesh died and rose again and he destroyed the works of the devil to now we're born of god and god in us then gives us the power to be able to say no to uh, temptation and so it really looks at the the influence and work of christ in our life and the temptation of satan that he brings in our lives as well you're listening into calvary live with pastor eric cartier you can give me a call here at 303-690-3000 303-690-3000, or you can send me a text at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to line two to Caesar. Caesar, welcome to the program.
7: Yes, hello. Uh can you hear me? Yeah I sure can. Yes uh my question was does have does it have any effect to pray for somebody that that died and or I mean uh, they die already, you know. I don't know if praying for them is right. If they have, it, it does have any effect to praying.
1: Yeah, you know, in terms of someone's salvation, we know from the Scripture that they've got to choose to accept Christ uh, in this life, and, and it's appointed once to die, uh, and then judgment. And so it, it doesn't have any effect uh, to pray for them once they've passed away. They've, they've already made their decision uh, whether to receive or reject Christ in in this life.
7: All right, so <clears throat> that's 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 my answer right there. So it does 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 not have any effect. So um, it doesn't matter if people pray for somebody that dies; it, it's not going to do anything.
1: Right, because we don't see in the Scripture uh, a teaching of purgatory. You know, purgatory is this belief that when people die they go to a holding tank and then then they have an opportunity to go to heaven or hell and maybe if we pray for them we could pray them out of purgatory but the scripture says you know when you die you're either a believer and you go home to be with the lord or uh, you you're an unbeliever and you enter into to judgment
7: that's right all we can do is probably ask ask to the lord for you know, to, to turn our hearts to be better and probably die and be able to be saved. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and thankfully, you know, we can know if we personally are going to heaven because because Jesus said that whoever believes in me will have everlasting life. So we can not trust in our own works but but trust that Jesus died for our sins and rose again, ask him to forgive us and then in turn Jesus gives us everlasting life. So thankfully it's not based on us being a good person. It's based on us believing and receiving forgiveness through what Jesus has done for us.
7: Accepting that gift right in your heart saying like and then and you know try try or, or 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 do the best to follow Christ's steps, right?
1: Yeah, and, and we follow him out of obedience and out of a response to His free gift of salvation, but we don't follow Him trying to earn our deserved salvation. Does that make sense?
7: Yeah, I think he does, because he, he already done it, right? He's That's deaf, right. He's right? already he done it. Yeah, <laughs> Caesar. Have Thanks. you
1: ever tr- trusted Christ for salvation and received that free gift?
7: I did I did took ba- the baptism one one time and I accepted Christ before that in that same church. Then I went out of that church and I came to Colorado and I haven't I've been into another church but it was too far from me. But <laughs> now I live in Glendale.
1: Mhm.
7: Yeah, so But you
1: ha- but you have trusted Christ for salvation. That's awesome.
7: Yeah, yeah I do. I I mean totally I totally trust I just I just have a hard time sometimes, you know, with my, my own world, with the world, you know, yeah. with the flesh, yeah. like everybody.
1: Yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, but can I pray I for you, Caesar? I pray
7: every morning, right? And that's that's for, right. Yeah. For forgiveness. Hmm.
1: Yeah, thankfully right. he forgives us. Yeah. Well, let me Thank pray you for you, Caesar. okay? And pray for me, yeah.
7: please, to give me okay. help, uh, to a healthy healthy body to keep working, you
1: know. Okay, sounds good. Father, thanks for Caesar, and thanks for his heart and his questions, and Lord, thank you that he has trusted you for salvation and received that free gift of salvation. I pray that you would continue to strengthen him with the knowledge of Christ and give him a greater desire to, to know you and, and to follow you. Show him your love, God, afresh, and pray that you would continue to give him health to be able to, to work and provide for the needs of his family. So we thank you for him and pray you'd bless him this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much. You bet. God bless you. Thanks for calling. You're listening to Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Ann to line one. Ann, welcome to the program.
8: Hello, Eric. Uh, this is Ann and I'm calling uh, for some prayer just for myself. Um, okay. I need to get oxygen and uh, getting the oxygen delivered and, you know, I think there's a lot of spiritual warfare out there, mm. kind of a, um, going against me, so I just mm. I really need some prayers.
1: Okay. Are you waiting for a, a delivery of the oxygen?
8: Well, I was and an oxygen guy came by it's all very confusing, but I'm going to okay. suppose that we get it tomorrow. And uh, okay. I usually go to Calvary Aurora, and mm-hmm. uh, so I know you're in Colorado Springs. But uh, um, I just think there's a lot of spiritual warfare around and a whole lot of confusion.
1: Okay, well let me pray for you, Marianne. Okay. Father, thanks for Marianne. Thank you for your love for her and. Lord, if she's in need of this oxygen, I I just pray that you would provide it and all the confusion that's happening with it, that you would bind the enemy and that confusion would be dispelled and that she could get uh, the oxygen as soon as possible. And, Lord, that you would just be gracious to her with her health and and intervene on her behalf. So we lift her up to you and pray you would comfort her and minister to her in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God.
8: Thank you very much. Um... You bet. God bless
1: you. You bet. God bless you. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. I'm going to take a few text questions that have come in. Is is it a sign of sin in leadership if a church doesn't or isn't uh, growing? Um, and so I would say no. It's not a, a sign of, of sin uh, if uh, a church isn't growing. First, we have to monitor what kind of growth is God looking for. Uh, he's simply looking for bigger buildings, more, more people in chairs, more money uh, coming in. And no, he's really looking for spiritual fruit, for people to be saved, for people to be growing in, in the knowledge of Christ. And then also, we know from Jeremiah, Jeremiah the prophet wasn't in sin. And in fact, he was being faithful uh, to the Lord, but yet there wasn't anybody that was responding to his message. Uh, And so we have to look at faithfulness uh, as a a determination uh, for sin and not whether a church is growing or uh, it isn't growing. So thanks so much uh, for sending that uh, question in uh, to me. And we've got a few more uh, text questions that have come in. It says, My question is in regard to the rapture, where it states, Even if possible, the elect might be swayed. That sounds like we'll be going through the tribulation and will not be raptured until the end of the tribulation uh, what's your take on this i don't have a lot of time to go into this because we're just about out of time today on calvary live but in short i believe the church will be raptured prior to the tribulation because of first thessalonians where it says god hasn't appointed us unto wrath but unto salvation and the tribulation is described as the wrath of of the lamb so hopefully that helps in short you can Look at that more on gotquestions.org. They've got some good articles on the rapture of the church. Thank you so much for joining me today on Calvary Live. It's been a real blessing uh, to be with you. I pray that God ministers to your heart and strengthens you and comforts you and gives you a peace in a way that only you can, and that you would be baptized afresh in the Spirit and, and ministered to you by the Lord. If you're down in Colorado Springs, we'd like to invite you to our services Saturday night at 6 o'clock and Sunday morning at 9 and 11. We're in the Gospel of Mark. Children's ministry is available. Youth ministry is available. Also, I would encourage you to be in fellowship this weekend, to get to your home church and be encouraged, be filled up so that you can go out into the world and be a light to those that don't know Christ as their Savior. Also, we'd like to welcome those on the East Coast on Hope FM. We're so glad that you guys are joining us for Calvary Live. Pray that you guys are blessed out there as well. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for taking the time to listen. May God bless you. May you have a great weekend in the Lord. Take care. Bye-bye.